Taking it to the house was brought to you by EBH Fitness Studios. It's a way of life. Dr. C. Victor Urban III, I'm taking it to the house. I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover. We got a lively show for you today, and I'm taking it to the house. I'm Dr. Jania Hoover, and what I'm taking to the house is quick. It's short. It's not so sweet if you're residing in the White House for another week, but sports-related, the president for another week offered a presidential medal of freedom, which is like a high award, and uh, offered it to Bill Belichick, coach of the New England New England Patriots. And he said, you know what? Nah, bruh. So this man got impeached for the second time. He can't even give an award to his friend that coaches the Patriots. He's not winning today. Alabama, Nick Saban, Congratulations on your win to the only professional team in Alabama. That's Last week, I talked about how Doug Peterson and in, in the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, it's a year-long season. That you have your offseason, then you also had a 60-minute game. Well, I found out lately that he could only play that game that he played last week by himself. Dude went rogue. I don't know if you want to call this a leadership failure or leadership success, but he went Harry Carey on his career, and he tanked on his own. He had no endorsement by management. <laughs> the players didn't know. So I don't know if they're going to thumbs up, thumbs down this week. But if you're going to take control of your career, why not go out on your own terms? He said, basically, I'm tired of people telling me what to do. So, And we were trying to figure out, you know, was this something that was upstairs in his, you know, in his ear? Like, we've got this plan. We're trying to do this. But with this move, um, we can we can see how <laughs> how that played out for him. So, switching but, gears, we're going to jump. Hold on. How does he get another job? He's even being considered for another job, but check stop. How does he can get considered for another job when he does go rogue? Talk to me about that. Somebody explain that to me. I know we don't, we don't even want to talk about him very much, but I'm upset about that. When we got other qualified candidates out there, he clearly didn't have the, the, uh, the backing of the players or management, but yet he's considered for another job. When we got other candidates, black candidates at that, I, that pisses me off. I'm bothered by that. We already know that when you're black, you know, the, 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 the list of things that you can get away with is shorter. The list of qualifications that you have to have is much longer. So um, that's just part of the society in which we live. And he's benefiting from that, just like a lot of other people um, do to this day. Uh, I agree. And the challenge is, you know, we hear about the Rooney rule, but if he's already be considered for this job with uh, the Jets, I still have not heard Eric Bieniemy's name. Not saying it's not been said. I have not heard it. I've not heard his nor a Todd Bowles or any other uh, uh, black candidate that's out there when you have the Rooney rule around to try to assist and allow these people to get at least interviewed. So pretty much they're saying, look, I know who I want already. I only want to give you the concert, the courtesy, even lie to me as a fan that you at least tried to give Eric Bieniemy or Todd Bowles or any of the other coaches an opportunity. It's just, it, it's just astounding. But we'll, we'll watch that, I guess, for the next 12 months, see how this works. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more with the, um, with the NFL coaching carousel to pay attention to with uh, coaching openings and um, 
GM openings as well. But we're usually NFL heavy, but the NBA has a lot. I mean, there's just so much. We already knew that, it, that we had a lot to talk about. And then we had this blockbuster trade that just happened. So we're going to go to our NBA expert. And Tim, what, what are you thinking? Yes, what a huge trade today. James Harden on the way to the Brooklyn Nets. 14 blockbuster deal with the Cavaliers being involved. We got Indianapolis involved, the Pacers, and of course the Rockets. So James Harden, you finally got what you wanted. You're going somewhere else, prima donna. And that doesn't make necessarily make the Nets any better. But here's a little nugget that I want to share with everybody else. I don't think the Nets are better. I think the Rockets got better, but there's a guy named Karis LeVert that was playing with the Nets. He's now going to the Pacers. Watch out for him. He's no longer under the shadows of Kyrie Irving with the Nets or KD with the Nets. And now he has a chance to be a star on his own team with the Pacers. I want to share that with you. But does it make the Nets the, the beast of the East? No. You still got the Celtics you got to worry about. You got the Heat you have to worry about. You got the Bucks you got to worry about. But the East is the East. And we'll talk some more about the differences between the East and the West a little bit later. But the Rockets certainly did get better because you got rid of a problem. Yes, James Hart, you were part of the problem. Unprofessional at that. Pouting, playing less than desirable, kind of just shooting and going through the going through the paces as you were playing with the team that you were on. So, yes, they got uh, Oladipo from the Pacers. And so I believe they got better. They got John Wall down there, and they got a, a, a better team. Why they got better is just because by – subtraction by getting rid of James Harden. So now hopefully everybody that's there and intact will be ready to play the game. Vic, I'm very curious on your thoughts because I I, I know we're sharing uh, pre-production about some of your thoughts about this, but I don't I don't think James Harden is all that in a bag of chips for the, the, the Nets. Uh, they still got a problem with defense. The guy that they worked with that was playing defense for the Nets, they traded him away in this whole big deal. So the East is still the East. They still got to contend with the Lakers in the West, and the Lakers are a jug juggernaut. Lakers are undefeated. But sticking with the trade, we it's not necessarily a blockbuster to me, uh, nor does it make a difference for anybody else. I'm thinking about some of the smaller pieces. The bigger picture is uh, uh, Karis LeVert, Rockets got rid of a problem. The Nets already a problem with Kyrie Irving. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? I don't, just don't know. Vic, I wanted to know what you thought. I'm just going to highlight maybe four players that I think are pretty good. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and I'll throw James Harden in. Something does not match. Between KD, LeBron, and Kyrie, they've all made off-season moves. They left when they were free agents. We know that Kyrie was not happy being in Cleveland playing alongside LeBron. However, he was a professional at least where he finished out the terms of his contract and then requested a trade. We know how he was in Boston. And then he worked in the offseason and got traded. I'm upset and disappointed and hardened that you are so unprofessional that you cannot finish the terms of your contract. I do give kudos to the Houston Rockets for saying, you know what? I'm tired. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this with this prima donna, with this star who's pouting when we gave him every opportunity in eight years to lead our franchise somewhere. Let's talk about what he did in Houston or had a chance to do. In eight years, when he left OKC, 
They just made it to the championship. I'm talking about OKC. And he's a sixth player. Rocket said, let's, let's, let's bet on this kid. In them eight years, he was with Houston. They made it to the playoffs every year. And out of those eight years, he made it to the Western Conference Finals twice. 2014, 2015, and again, 2017, 2018. Guess who he had to face? He went heads up against the Spurs two years in a row. Then he had to go against a juggernaut called the, the, uh, the Gold State Warriors. And then what happens? The Lakers come up. So you had your chance, and we talked about what he had to do building his teams. He had him and Chris Paul, him and Dwight Howard, him and West, Westbrook, now him and John Wall. Hey, look, you can't get it done because you're not a number one player. So take you behind to the East because you couldn't compete in the West. So you think that's going to be different? No. You were dealing with some dudes who all want the ball. KD, while he was successful in Golden State, he likes isolation ball. You think Kyrie wants to share the rock? You've been a number one option for eight years in Houston. Get ready to be the number three guy. You're not that dude anymore. So while I applaud Houston for saying, you know, I'm going to cut my losses, I, I, I'm disgusted how Harden did it. Come on, dude. Be a professional. Finish out the terms of your contract. They're still trying to build this team around you. Now, I'm not going to excuse management on everything, but just how he handled this is horrible. And just because the Nets look good on paper, I'm not calling them to win the championship. Now they got to go through this thing called storming, norming, forming. And you got three unique personalities come to play and one ball, one ball. Who's going to be the one that has to take the back seat? Who wants to be the one? And you got to still a rookie head coach. That's a lot for Steve Nash to take on. And you're in the, and you're in the market of New York City. So it'll be interesting. I'm excited to watch it because it's going to give me something to talk about. But wow. Wow. Who would have thought that? Yeah. I, I, I love what you're saying because he's played with stars. Now he's going with stars. And his production, he, he, he hasn't produced. He hasn't reached the mountaintop in the West. And so ideally, maybe he can do that in the East. But his pattern, the way he plays, he's ball dominant. Guess what? Kyrie Irving is what? Ball dominant. Oh, KD is ball dominant. And you said they only have the one ball. So what is going to change? What is going to be better? What is he going to do any, anything different? He still doesn't play defense. And so I don't know that he did anything but show his unprofessionalism to your point, and he pouted. And so I was alluding to a little bit earlier, Adam Silver, I, I, I love you as a commissioner. And the NBA is a player's league, but I believe the players have too much power when you can pout your way out of an organization or out of your contract. I love the game. I follow the game very closely. And so I am saddened by this. I'm saddened by Kyrie Irving not showing up for a game last night and he's on a Zoom call because he can't, because he could, and he's still getting paid. Or, 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 or the other problems that you have within the league, we're not going to talk about COVID just yet, but this prima donna, and I can see why some people just don't like the NBA game and the players, because they are acting as though they are above the game. They are bigger than the game. And so I'm, I'm saddened. This is what this trade brings to mind. You can pout your way out of a contract instead of honoring your contract. And for that, I am saddened. Adam Silver, you have a problem. And so please, please, please look at your – get down with the, uh, the NBA Players Association. You guys need to talk a little bit more on, on these particular topics and how, and how people should be honoring their contracts up until the very end. Yeah, he made known clearly from the season beginning 
Uh, James Harden did. He came in overweight. He knew we knew he didn't want to be there. He came in overweight. He played sad. Sorry. Everybody knows he loves to shoot in the last couple of games. He's shooting less than what? 15, 20%, you know? And so just his game has just changed. And I'm sad. I'm saddened by this whole thing called James Harden. Yeah, I agree. If this would have happened in the off season, no problem. If it would have happened while he's a free agent, but again, they committed eight years to him. He's not the same player he was three years ago, five years ago. So you are an aging player. You are an aging player. So you cannot act as if you're still that guy. You never was that guy. Yes, you got the MVP awards. Yes, you've got these scoring championships. But again, that does not entitle you to being a brat. And that's the challenge when we start talking about star players. Don't be a brat. You know, be humble, be professional, handle your business. But now, as if I'm the Nets, I'm still, I'm still concerned on what am I inheriting? What type of player? Because what is this doing to my team dynamics? Again, this is the first time that KD and Kyrie got to play together. They didn't get to play last year. So now you're bringing a third person into this, this team that they're still going to this Foreman Norman Storming stage. It, and this guy coming with luggage. It's coming with baggage. They've already had a report of what DeMarcus Cousins was talking about what he was doing in the locker room. So, again, uh, I'm very interested from an organizational dynamic standpoint how this team could, uh, you know, comes together. Are they going to be as effective on the court as well as off the court? What are some of those other internal dynamics that we're not aware of? But I'm, I'm, he just became my least respected player. I, you know, I, I had respect for him once upon a time, but how he orchestrated this in the last 60 days told me a lot about his character. And I don't like what I'm looking at. I really don't like it. So that was, um, <laughs> that was a lot. And it'll be fun to see how that experience, uh, that experiment plays out. But you know what else is going to be fun this weekend? Playoff football. And we had some we have some great games coming up this weekend. We had some great games last weekend. I know uh, my cousin, my brother is excited about his Ravens. So, um, Victor, we'll go to you first. What were your thoughts on uh, the playoffs so far? We're back. Look, I, I said it again. We have been in playoff mode for the last six weeks. And did you see what my boy did? Now, I know he's on a cover of Madden. He made them jokers look like he was on a juke stick, R2, L2, 10. I mean, you wouldn't know that was in a video game or that real life. My boy had jokers on skates. They looked great. He looked like the old Lamar. Now let's take this. Hey, we got this. We beat the Bills. If we beat the Bills, we're in the AFC Championship game. And we got to play the Chiefs, which is another rematch. So I like what they did. The running game was just nasty. I mean, the straight stink face, nasty. And that defense, I told y'all last week, we play to win the game. But all last offseason, it was about how do we stop Derrick Henry? Tennessee Titans have embarrassed us last year and early this season. And we upgraded our defensive front line. And them boys held that joker to less than 60 yards. That was a clinic. I love defense. Some people love watching high score. I love watching nitty gritty 21 to 14 games, seven to 10, because the boys in the trenches have their business. And they slowed down Derrick Henry, made uh, Ryan Tannehill try to beat them in the air, and they couldn't do it. And, and again, what a, what a great, great game. But now we got to shake that off and get ready for next week against the Bills. So 
from from that aspect, very excited. Uh, um, did you see the Ravens? Did you did you see what boy? Did you see what it could do? <laughs> I sure did. That was one of the te- one of the games that I wanted to highlight: the Ravens against the Titans. And so the things that I got out of the game is his maturity, and he excised a couple of ghosts. One, he couldn't play from behind and win. And the other, he couldn't win a playoff game. He did both of those. And so during the game, I was looking at him, looking at his mechanics, looking at his decision-making. And so what is he? He's the, one of the best athletes to lace him up. Any given Sunday, he can, he can, when he has the ball in his hands, he can break a 40, 50, 60-yarder if he wants to. He's that dangerous. He used his hands. He used his feet. He used his head. And he used his arm. He used all of his talents to make that game happen and turn out the way he did. Kudos to you, uh, Lamar, Jack. Very well-played game. Highlight one point. End of the game, you got to run out the clock, play calling, and it wasn't his call, but they wanted to pass the ball, and he threw for an incompletion. And I was really concerned. like, why don't you run the ball? Run the ball. Well, the next play, he did run the ball. And instead of running out of bounds, he stayed inbounds, and he got down and ran the clock out. So those are the kind of things that shows maturity as well. And so I saw that and I said, okay, Lamar, you're ready. You're ready for the next level, but are you ready? Because there's a beast coming up here, uh, uh, coming up this weekend. The other thing I wanted to bring out is my niece, the the co-host of this particular show. She said, watch out for them bills. (laughs) And them bills sure did do what they needed to do after what, how many years of, uh, no success. So congratulations to the Bills also. But yeah, I saw the Ravens, Vic, and kudos to you as a big Ravens fan. My highlight would probably have to be the Browns molly whopping the Steelers. (laughs) And I'll be honest, like I was dug in. I watched all of the games, you know, Saturday and Sunday, and I was underwhelmed. That was the least exciting to me to watch just from the football aspect but man from you know and I have some people in my life that are that are Steelers fans and they were talking a lot those first 10 11 weeks of the season you know they were they were in the Super Bowl they were counting that additional ring that that Lombardi they were counting it and to watch the way that it was like methodical, you know, defense got some, Baker's getting some. And it was like Roethlisberger didn't even know which way was up. And, you know, talking mm-hmm. about the Bills being being another team that's uh, had a while since, um, you know, having some success in the playoffs, the Browns, it's been a while too. You know, the Browns, we've been yes. thinking about them as something Brown for a long time. So I'll be <laughs> honest, we're, we're, we're seeing – some teams that haven't, you know, had some shine lately, you know, show up and and show out. And I, for one, I'm excited. I love to see it. Um, Unc, what are you excited about? Which matchups this weekend? What are you looking for? Well, all, all four of them, all four of the games are very, 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 very good, very tough. Um, I can see some upsets, actually, because I know when the Rams play the Green Bay uh, Packers, it's going to be in Green Bay in Lambeau Field. It's going to be a little cold out there. Uh, but the, the Green Bay is susceptible to a running game. So I will not be surprised if the Rams beat Green Bay in Green Bay. But they have a problem. They got a quarterback who's got an injured thumb, and their end rusher, um, 
uh, Aaron Donald. He's got a rib injury, I believe, maybe a fractured rib. And so if he's incapable and then the quarterback issue I was just mentioning is a problem, then Green Bay will roll them going on to the, to the conference final. The Bucks against New Orleans. I don't like the Saints. I, I will say that right here, right now. And I think uh, Jania speaks uh, those, those sentiments as well. I don't like the Saints, but the Bucks going into the Saints, uh, I want the Bucks to win, but they face each other twice already. The Saints have won each of those. And so the Bucks really is three times the charm. We'll, we'll find that out. Then we go to the Eastern, uh, the AFC. So the Browns facing Kansas City is going to be interesting. I don't, the Browns are playing their best football right now out of all the teams, but that would be considered an upset. I just don't see them pulling it off. Kansas City just needs a, they got too many weapons and I, they just got to hold pat, if you will. Uh, so Vic, I just wanted to know what you thought. I know your Ravens going up there to, uh, to the bills. What do you think their chances are, sir? I, I, our defense travels well and our run game travels extremely well. And, you know, Buffalo bills barely won that game last week. Now at the end of the day, it's scoreboard. But if you look at every statistical category, Indiana, Indianapolis Colts brought it to them with over 400 plus yards, no turnovers, but you lose the game. So that may have been a good thing for the Bills because now they can really say, wait, let's 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 regroup. Are we ready for the playoffs? So I expect a different Bills team. But we match up very well against the Bills. Last time we played them, we had Josh Allen seeing ghosts. So I expect our defense. Again, we've been in playoff mode for the last six weeks. So I expect uh, the Ravens to come with it. I expect Lamar Jackson to have a, a field day, uh, running game, J.K. Dobbins, and defense to have fun. Uh, I, I'm excited about that game, so I definitely believe that the Ravens should win that game. But back up on what Sis was talking about, to understand the Browns and their success this year and understanding why the Steelers laid an egg two weeks in a row to the same team, and don't forget the Browns was impacted by COVID, so they didn't have their full lineup, let alone their head coach. You got to understand the, the, the dynamics and the culture of the AFC North. The Browns have always been the little brothers. The Browns are just the Browns. And I believe that there's a little level of arrogance for the Steelers to think that they're going to go back there and beat them. We knew all season long that the Steelers were not as strong as their record indicated. We know there's a lot of games on there, two in particular against the Ravens, that they should have lost. However, the record is what the record is. I believe that the Steelers played, they played them as if they did not respect them. And so you disrespected the game of football. And I thank you for the Browns to knock their teeth in. The Browns are scary. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, goodness gracious. I would like to see what they do against Kansas City Chiefs. I don't expect them to win. But again, running game travels. Does the Kansas City Chiefs play championship ball? Because if they don't, and they look at the Browns as the Browns of the 90s, or the Browns of the 2000s, they will get their head smashed in. Because again, this is the AFC North. They may be my little brother, but I'm still protected over them. They will come to Kansas City and they bust their head open if you take them for granted. So I expect Andy Reid, the coaches boys up again. They they, they won a Super Bowl. So I, th I think they looked at the regular season as just the regular season. They were built to play. And so I'd be really excited uh, what, that, what that game looks like, but I still picked Kansas City for that. And the NFC, wow. This is, this, this is probably the round I was more excited about because last week's round was a hot mess. So to see Tampa Bay – and New Orleans go at it again. And you said it, huh? 
New Orleans have already beaten them twice. But this is not the same Tampa Bay team because they have upgraded with Antonio Brown. And it's definitely not the same Drew Brees who is counting down the days until he can retire. I'm sure his ribs are still a little tender. I think Tampa Bay will have something for them. I really do. But, again, you can't you can't discount. This is what the Saints have always gets to this point. And they're trying to get over that hump. They've been, they've been robbed by referees for the last three or four years every time they get close to the, the Super Bowl. So it'll be an interesting game. They do have the heads up, again, from the regular season. But I actually think Tampa Bay is a lot different team than they were since they played six or seven weeks ago. And then the Green Bay Packers, I picked them to go to the, to the Super Bowl. And you're playing in Lambeau Field. You got to be ready. And I, I, believe, I believe Green Bay will take care of this one, especially with the injured Aaron Donald. And you're really uncertain on what kind of quarterback the Rams will have if, if Jared Goff is completely healed. But I do like the run game that uh, the Rams have. But I still pick uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, at home. I'll pick him. But I think this will be a great weekend of football. Great weekend of football. Very excited about it. And, and we'll see what it takes us. Absolutely. I'm excited as well. I can't wait to see these games, even though as a Falcons fan, I'm not at all excited about seeing Tampa uh, or New Orleans play again, but whatever. Um, We'll see how it goes. I'm excited to see who's going to be in these championship games and how we're going to get to the Super Bowl. I think my upset watch would be Browns over the Chiefs. Um, they shouldn't win that game. The, the, the Chiefs are, are better. But when there's that hunger inside and seeing the Falcons play them as tightly as they did and, and holding them to, to 17 points and basically showing that it, it is possible to do that. So that would be my upset um, watch. I don't feel like the Bills over the Ravens or the Ravens over the Bills would be an upset uh, I would be shocked if the Rams beat the Packers. I just, I, I don't see that at all. But, you know, we could talk about that absolutely all day. But we have to talk about the elephant that's not really an elephant in the room. Uh, it's it's more like a fog that's been over the whole world for almost a year now. And um, the NBA and dealing with COVID. And, and what are your thoughts as we close? Like, are, what's going to happen? We're seeing games postponed left and right. You know, this person's got it. This person's in quarantine. I don't know which way is up anymore. And in my opinion, they have to fix it. They have to do something. I don't know if that means regional bubbles. I don't, I don't know what else they can do, but they have to, they have to fix it or they're just going to end up limping to the finish line. And that's just, it's a little disheartening to see, you know, every other day, every other hour, we get another game that's being, that's being canceled. Um, Victor, what are, what are your thoughts? What do you think? You know, as of today, you had two more teams. It's just had to postpone uh, that's going to be postponed on Friday. So now it takes you eight games since the beginning of the season. We can't, they can't sustain this. Uh, they can't sustain it because, again, I talked about during the NFL season, it's going to impact my viewership. When I used to know Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday between TNT, uh, ESPN, and then on the weekends, I know I have ABC to watch a whole lot of basketball. I will stop not watching. I will just I will not watch because why? 
if I know that you made a blockbuster trade to get Harden to join Kyrie and Katie and I want to watch that game, but they can never be on the same team together because of COVID restriction or you always postpone it, why do I want to tune in? That's the stuff that now is going to start happening is we're going to weigh between our time and what product we're going to get on TV. And it's, it's sad. And again, they did not think of what ways can we do this that breaks the norm. They've made tremendous strides in the summer with the bubble. Not hearing even consideration of a regional bubble or something is starting to show a lapse of leadership and being able to think creatively that we can still have something that does not compromise the integrity nor the, uh, the excitement of watching basketball. So the NBA has problems. I, I was looking at the protocols that they have, the new protocols. They're really trying to put some teeth into the protocols. However, they're protocols for a bubble without a bubble, if that makes any sense. And so these guys are traveling city to city from home, having normal lives, their family going to school, kids uh, going to the supermarkets, and yet they're not to do anything, like stay isolated. And that's not going to happen. So it's very frustrating because COVID is real. And you see the numbers rising across the country and across the world, and it hasn't been stabilized yet. So there are people that are showing frustration with these new protocols saying, I got to go to a hotel, but I can't leave my hotel room. So you have a, a bubble protocol, but without the bubble, it's just not going to work. Vic is mentioning these cancellations, cancellations, cancellations. When do you make those up? Oh, you want to get eight players that are not stars, but you want to put a, a product out there that I'm supposed to watch. You're going to lose me, Adam Silver. And so the NBA, you're going to have to fix something and it has to happen quick. Otherwise, you're going to lose not just me and I'm an avid fan. You're going to lose the casual fan. That's what I'm afraid of. That's a good point, Unc. I mean, you were talking about, didn't it say February is going to be the all-star break? February is in 30 days. Uh, sorry, February is 18 days. We're no longer in October talking about February. We're 18 days. And in first 23 days of the season, you've already postponed a host of games. So what do you what, what am I getting excited about February for? Because, again, what is the plan to make up these games? What is it going to look like on the back end of this? Uh, it, I, I'm I'm starting to lose my frustration. I'm starting to become frustrated, excuse me, because I don't understand the plan. I don't, I can't see what they want to do. And because I can't see it, I can't believe in it. And because I can't believe in it, I can't follow it. And so now it's starting to get to that point of, you know, I just catch the highlights at night, but I'm going to read a book or something else that I normally don't do. Sounds like a <laughs> as good a place to end as any, just as confused as we were to start. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll see you next week. Good close, Jania. Good close. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Y'all going to have to I'm gonna have to get KFC out of my brain. Jeez, Louise. Man. Yeah, I was like that. He is on the road. He ran right through that street like <laughs> KFC Street, like ran right through. <laughs> oh man! He double down. Oh, he turned the corner again. Yes. It's off the tracks. It's got to be They got his KFC. Here's, here's the beautiful thing. I caught myself. <laughs> After the first time.
Yeah, after the yeah. times, like, yeah, that look to you, like, yeah, he did. <laughs> Mr. Officer, was I speeding? <laughs> I apologize, guys. It just, I don't know. It just KFC, KC, KC. My bad. Steve, I hope you clean it up and I apologize. Oh, no, we're, we're just real people talking, <laughs> shooting the breeze. <laughs> If you could have saw Jania, you would have you would have lost it. Yeah, I was weak. I was crying. <laughs> and so the, the first time you did it, I was like, okay, I'ma just, you know, I'll let him know the next time. And then you did it again, and then you caught yourself. So <laughs> great show. I love it. Guys. So much information, and I feel like there's more to be said. Oh my goodness! Way to double back, well, Jania, well, uh, to get the COVID piece in there. Because when we didn't catch it that first time, I was like, "Dang, we missed it." But you, you, uh, good double back, and that's a good way to close the show. Because I didn't realize we already at the minute mark, so you was able to close it back, and that was that was good. I, I didn't know what direction to go. We talked about the big elephant. I was like, oh, she's gonna go with the uh, impeachment. Where's she going? Where's she going? Where's she going? So when you hit it with the COVID, they're like, okay, okay. So good double yep. back. It sure was. Well done. Well played. Thank you. Thank you. But I don't see them pulling it off because there's just too many weapons in KFC. It's but they haven't played really great ball this year, and especially right now. So KFC, we'll we'll see if they can. KFC. It's a Kansas City Chiefs. Scratch that. If the Browns can get to Kansas City. Yeah. He said it three times. Oh, God. So you couldn't see Jania. I could see her. She was dying laughing over there. Oh, Lord, Lord. Okay. I'm leaving Chiefs alone.